0: you have to sacrifice a lot still even today like you have to sacrifice like you know everyone thinks if you're you're a business owner or entrepreneur like you're just living the dream and everything's so sexy on social media and like (laughs) all the behind the scenes work where sometimes you're working 16 17 hours a day um but they see you at an event and they think like oh everything's so glamorous right and it's just like that's the that's the challenge of social media and nowadays it's just like people aren't really painting the full picture of like what entrepreneur ship really is and how hard it is to sustain a business.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to In Progress with Motion Tactic. In today's episode, we talk to Mike Spangenberg, the co-founder and CEO of State 48. If you're local to Arizona, you've likely heard of the company as they've grown substantially in the last few years through their apparel, collaborations, and overall brand. The company was founded in 2013, and more recently, they've started a foundation to further their work in the communities of Arizona. So without any further ado, let's jump in.
2: Welcome to In Progress with Motion Tactic. Today, we're joined by a special guest, Mike Spangenberg, the co-founder and CEO of State 48. How's it going, Mike? It's great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Thanks you got my name me. right, too. Yeah, man. <laughs>
1: We went over that just to make sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, never good. We've actually had some awkward ones where we forget to check what people's titles are because we know they started the business, but we don't know what role they're playing. And then we started out and we're like, the (laughs) co-CE, maybe CTO. Rewind, rewind. Let's do this again. (laughs) Run the place. That's really what, you you run the place. You got it right. Yeah. Well, man, thanks for joining us. And um, we love to start with your personal background and, and learning a little bit about um, your career as it evolved and, and how you ended up in State 48. So if you want to start from you know, as far back as you want to.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I was born and raised in Arizona, which was, was unique back then, right? Like now it's becoming very trendy and it's, it's, you're <laughs> now having generations grow up here, which is awesome. But that's where the passion came from. I always had um, my mindset. I always wanted to do something on my own. Kind of always had the entrepreneurship niche, right? Uh, but I spent 15 years fast forward as the day I could legally work. I started working at a hotel. My mom was in the hotel industry, so like 50, at fifteen years old and seven months. I started you know cleaning dishes on the weekends at at breakfast at a residence in my Marriott and I worked my way up to becoming a GM. so I spent 15 years in the hotel industry, but during that time, those last several years it was you know getting start, State stay 48 started and actually working state 48 and the hotel. Cause you know, as most entrepreneurs know, like you start off with nothing, you have no resources. So I, we had to work full-time jobs until we got to a point where we are able to go full-time. So I'm always grateful for my experience in that world. Um, not only for like the leadership skills, but just the business world and the teamwork and I love people. And if you, if you're in the ho- hospitality industry, you better love people. And that kind of translated to, state 40 is how we want to do business and how we want to take care of not only our team but our customers that's, so that's awesome. like a kind of a quick version of like yeah. a little bit about me and, and my experience yeah so you're doing state 48
2: while doing that right
0: yeah so at at the time i was an I, well i became a gm when we first started state 48 and i was very stressful because i took over like kind of a distressed property it was my own it was my first gm role and it was a lot of work even if you don't have challenges in the hotel industry like that added that many more challenges of being a first-time GM and really having to turn over the staff and all that so that was when we first started so it was it was it was a lot of day long days and nights and still is today but right now I just get to concentrate on State 48 but I think the first three years um, as we started State 48 we staggered it right so I I had two partners at the time we started together um, Stefan went full-time first and Nick went full-time and it just where we were, we were, where we were at in our careers and, you know, benefits and salary and all that, it's much harder to leave a good a good job. Right. So then I went full-time last and, you know, it, it is true. Like when you go all in, um, you get those, you, you reap those benefits. It's, it's still challenging and scary. And especially taking that leap is, is very scary as you guys might mm-hmm, yep. will, would probably know. But, um, I will say though, the more you put into something, the more you get back. Yeah. So, yeah. Easier said than done sometimes, but like if you work your ass off, you're gonna it's gonna it's gonna work out. Yep. Yeah.
1: So how did you guys get the idea to start your business?
0: Yeah. So again, well, so I'll rewind a little bit. So as a kid, like back to school shopping was probably my favorite thing about school. I've always loved clothes. Um, even my mom will tell you like i used to like line up my outfits and stuff so i always love clothes and really when you're starting a business like what problem are you solving back then there was nothing representing arizona in a positive and fashionable way um besides really the only thing at that time was like the three for ten walgreens shirts that were corny they sucked like that was like that wasn't representing arizona in the cool way or the way i thought it should be right so always been fascinated like the fashion world or t-shirts right and just kind of started brainstorming like names of companies and um, what really made sense. So I had like a notebook of all these different ideas and names and even had a buddy of mine kind of come up with some logos and one being like, be you, like be yourself and nothing had nothing to do with like state 48. And then, then obviously landed more on the idea of like, we're big sports fans. So like, how do we like create designs and, and represent Arizona, like based on sports and doing our own versions of it. Right. So then Stefan, Steph and I were living together at the time, who was my partner at the time, Um, and he came out brushing his teeth, and he said, State 48. And I was like, what the heck is State 48? I I still remember this day. I was, like, sitting at my desk at at home, and I was like, what's State 48? Like most people say sometimes now. And he was like, Arizona's a 48 state. And I was like, it was like the aha moment where it was like, okay, same amount of letters. It just, like, made perfect sense of who we are. Um, Next thing you know, we got his younger brother, who's a third partner, Um, brought him in to be our graphic designer um, now creative director and that was his first you know logo that he ever created in an illustrator so obviously he's come a long way but it was cool just to like how it all came together and then just went for it and then just you know kind of celebrated the wins as we went and just kept evolving and kept growing and you know we're nothing without the team of course but uh, that's kind of a quick version of like why and how we got started. That's really interesting.
2: Yeah. It's kind of similar with me and Tyler. Like when we started our business, we both had full-time jobs, but Tyler made the leap first because we landed this like first big job. And then a couple months later I joined in, um, just when it made sense. But what did the division of responsibilities kind of look like early on was like one guy running sales, one guy doing creative ops.
0: So that's, that's one thing we did. Um, we did the way that what I would not recommend <laughs> it was like us doing all kind of the same, same thing. I mean, we had different roles, right. Yeah. But like at the beginning, like we didn't define those roles and we didn't define like responsibilities and tasks and, and all that kind of stuff. So there was a lot of times we were overlapping and wasting time doing the same things. I remember back then we would have literally arguments or conversations over, over every single social media post. And I'm like, this is so stupid. Like, you know, we're not being efficient and you just don't know. And, until you go for something and you you're working together to see what are other strengths and weaknesses and stuff so it, w- it was several years after and so i mean we always had like kind of the roles and people and we all knew like what we were doing of course but it was nothing set in stone mm-hmm. and that's one thing i wish we would have done at the very beginning so it's definitely advice for any new inspiring entrepreneurs are starting like Make sure you're you're going in business with the right partners, right? And figuring out those roles, figuring out percentages of equity and all that stuff. But uh that's one thing we learned as we went, a lot of trial and error. So but I'm glad we went through that way to really so to quickly realize that that's not how you do it.
2: Yeah. Are those still your partners today?
0: So Stefan is no longer with the company. It was a good ex he wanted to do something different. So yeah. it's just Nick and I. Nice. I bought Stefan's shares. So um, this is like my passion in my, in my, this is my passion in life. This is what I want to do for forever if I can. Right. So like I wanted to, uh, take, take charge and take lead and, and Nick, Nick was all on board too. So, um, Nick, Nick, uh, still owns his percentage and he's our creative director. So it's been a, it's been great. And it's actually been a better, better relationship for Stefan and I, cause we were, you know, we are friends growing up and It's really hard to go in business with friends, as you guys know, but um, he wanted to do something else in his life, so it worked out well. So
1: Yeah, that's awesome. You guys definitely are very strong creatively. I I mean, it's hilarious when you go into some sort of like Arizona-themed souvenir shop and you see all the the state-branded stuff (laughs) that typically I would never wear, but then I'll see a state 48 shirt and I'm like... That's
0: cool. I'll yeah. wear that. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. And that's what we're trying to do: just trying to modernize it and just make it cool. And there's so there's we're still evolving every single day and just trying to always look in the mirror and say, how do we do better? And not everyone, you know, that's a tough part on the design side. Is the designers always like, especially collaborations? Right? We do a lot of B two B co branding stuff. They're like, I feel like I'm doing the same thing over and over again. And I get it, but it's always unique to that organization yeah. or to someone else, right? Or it's the challenges like, how do you, you know make make this such a unique design or cool design still using that that focal point of the design so we still um yeah evolving and and just always trying to improve and how do we you know keep up with the trends and and make sure we're a brand that stays relevant and cool and um yeah it's always a challenge though but people love our our main logo and we try not to go away from it too much and that's why you see it a lot because like when we listen to what customers are saying and what they're buying. Like they want that. Right. So yeah. um, there's ways you could still add, you know, compliments to it and and do different things. But like, we try not to get away from it too much.
1: So B2B collaborations. Um, I've seen some of them. Um, like uh, there's like the Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah. Um, and then you've done some with some teams, right? Yeah. So how did you get into like that space of, Taking your brand and extending it into these other brand collabs?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. So, collaborations was never part of like the business model, the business plan at the beginning. We always wanted to create, you know, the big vision and goal was working with our sports teams and creating designs, you know, that weren't just a Diamondbacks logo or just a Suns logo. But it really started working with Arians Family Foundation, which was with Bruce Arians, the mm-hmm. former Cardinals head coach. And that really was our big that was our first big collaboration gave us a ton of credibility but also taught us on how we want to structure these collaborations right and like you hear collaboration all the time in all these different businesses because it's it's mutually benefited right we're helping this organization they're helping us like it just that's the way of the future of my opinion so how that all came about is we did we went through Phoenix Fashion Week, which was like a merging designer boot camp really taught you like the business of fashion that was like early two thousand and fourteen and that that helped us a lot like not knowing crap about the the retail world or fashion world right like getting in the into other retailers and host, having wholesale accounts and, uh, and what a, what is a line sheet and you know all this kind of stuff like we didn't know anything about that and we learned so much from the boot camp, but that also life's all about who you know all these relationships connections right so Brian Hill who's the director of Phoenix Fashion Week he had kn- known Jake Arians briefly who was Bruce Arians' son now Jake is like a really great friend of mine, uh, but he was like hey I got these awesome guys their t shirt company Bruce was new to the valley. Uh, what do you think about them pitching a design to you, and then they're like, "Sure, like let's let's see it." So we ended up pitching them the like silhouette of what now is like the Arians Family Foundation logo is what you see. You know, even if you went to Bruce Arians' Instagram page or Arians Family Foundation, it's just like BA with like the the, the headphones and kind of did a cool silhouette, and it really became like the the Cardinals shirt. Like the Cardinals had a ton of success with BA. Like BA is family, and and their foundation is just they're incredible people right and it's and that's what really formed the structure of collaborations so we have two parts of it that collaboration end up on our website on that part we handled all logistics helping the marketing obviously we have the name of ba and you know all his assets and stuff but um five dollars per shirt went back to the arians family foundation which helped neglected children who had a bad upbringing right so they do tremendous things and that's what ba will always say and they're like you know, helping kids is a hell of a lot more important than, than uh, winning football games. So <laughs> it was amazing to have that partnership, and um, that really kind of, you know, helped us take off because then the Diamondbacks took notice and the Suns, and then we started working with the teams, and, like, things were starting, like, a dream dream started to come true. Um, so now it's, like, collaborations is, you know, a huge, huge part of our business. It was almost half our revenue last year of uh, Whoa, B2B. So crazy. And now it evolved in a B2B of, like, Hey brewery or nonprofit or hey you, they want to work with State 48. We create a co-brand and design. We sell it to them whether it's just a minimum order of 50 shirts or they, you know, we can sometimes they're ordering 3,000. We had Intel order 8,000. Like you know, you just like it, it's a it's a wide range of how many shirts are ordered and they can use them for you know revenue generating reasons or team members or marketing assets like whatever like that's been amazing so. And that's again the collaborations. Like we're the, we're getting in front of their new demographic potentially. Hopefully they're becoming a a customer or fan, and vice versa, right? We're helping bring value to maybe a outdated logo or like something that's not really cool. And now it's like now this is a shirt you're gonna want to wear out and about. And that word of mouth is such a real thing on the marketing side of like you know you're at Home Depot and you see this person wearing State 40 shirt, but has their organization I'm like hey how do you do that? And then so it just creates that conversation so we're always big on trying to add value with collaborations that's kind of how it started how it
1: evolved and here we are today there is there is no other arizona based brand that's competing for these b2b Uh, relationships, right? Like I I can't think of any. Yeah, I haven't seen like on the B2B side, of course,
0: you're starting to see a lot more Arizona inspired like brands, which I think is amazing. I don't ever look at it as like competition. It's just like, there's that many more people from Arizona that want to rep Arizona in a cool way. And it just forces us to be that much better, right? But yeah, the B2B is very unique part of our business. That's why, you know, big picture people ask, how are you going to get outside of Arizona? Well, you know, or how do you really, really grow? Well, franchise model, I, I do feel like we have a unique one. Um, so who knows, but something like that is, is certainly helps us of just not being a, a typical, cause it's hard, man. Like you could, you could make the best designs in the world and, but if you don't have the community behind you and it's hard to sustain a brand, right? So like for us, it's like, how do we keep evolving? And that's the collaborations. Now we're offering screen printing embroidery service without state 48, you know, we're trying to get into some branding or, or logo work since that's already a common question, you know, to us. So, um, just got to keep keep trucking away, but it's interesting.
2: That's cool. Are there some clients or collaborations you guys have that you love working on or like emotionally tied to? I know you're a big basketball guy, so do you like working with the Suns?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not to not just. A, I, I promise, I'm not just saying this, but I, I'm I'm super grateful for every single one that. Yeah that we work with. There, of course, there are some, some really cool ones. We're like, oh, my God, like we've done one with Taco Bell, like local oh, Taco cool. Bell locations, you know, Pepsi locally and, you know, bigger ones like that. But, uh, you know, Hickman Farms, we just, we're just we just about to launch a new big collaboration with them. So it is amazing. It's just more amazing that all these organizations, whether you grew up like knowing or you know how, you know, influential they are in the Valley or just how large they are and they want to work with State 48. So. Yeah it's cool to know like where we started and we still have a long way to go yeah but like kind of where we're at today is always i'm always super proud about that but i wouldn't say like one over another but like arian's family foundation and bruce like that's always going to be near and dear to my heart because yeah. like that gave us our start and there we're still all like family you know and that's what it's all about like we don't want to just have like you know these business transactions we really wanted to like Hey, how do we work together? And that's yeah. why I evolved into creating a foundation. And part of that would be like working with our partners already and trying to make a bigger impact in Arizona. So yeah. we're all about, you know, love and positivity and just trying to help each other.
2: That's awesome. Was there a particular shirt or design that really put you guys on the map?
0: I mean, our main logo. I mean, yeah. at the beginning, like oh, shirt. people like, that's the thing. It was kind of the, like, again, the aha moment where it's like, Okay, when you start showing people or you tell people a name or the logo, like you know, people are support. You are gonna like, oh, that was cool, but like people are always just blown away by our logo. And in those first couple of years, we just put our main logo on like every color combination possible. You know, we were heat you know heat pressing shirts and it helped us get going and sustain it. But like people just love the logo, so like that's that's definitely you know. Then we evolved to like do like our flag logo, which is Arizona State colors and. Um, and then we kind of offered a lot of, you know, revisions of it or different editions of it. But, yeah, our main logo is just our, our bread and butter. It's kind of like no way am I comparing to Nike, but it's like our Nike swoosh, right? Yeah. So, And that's why I see, like, the more we evolve on the design side, we could do more outside-the-box things, but as long as that logo is still associated because you don't want the, the branding element to go away. So otherwise it becomes just another, another T-shirt that you're not familiar with. And people really... Do believe in like what we're doing and it's so much more than just, you know, selling t-shirts and hats for us.
2: Yeah. So on the sales model side, was e-commerce much of a thing when you guys got started?
0: Um, as far as like the the vision or just like of, of actual revenue coming in? Yeah, revenue coming in. Yeah, I'm, I mean... I'm <laughs> super curious to hear about like how
2: that's changed over the years. Oh,
0: man. I mean, when we first started, it was like Stefan took the lead on, on getting us started. We used like a Shopify account until we actually um, we had a buddy that we grew up with that was getting into that world and had experience managing websites. And we went with him, but I mean, it was super simple to get started. But when you look back at like, man, how, how we got started and the stuff we put out, you're just like, Oh my God, this is embarrassing. Or but like, you just kinda it's cool to like, look back at it. But I would say, yeah, like right when we legally were able to be trademarked, I mean, we were selling shirts out of our, out of our house. We were doing launch party events. I mean, apartments that would host us like first fridays before it was cool like anywhere that allow us to sell the shirts we were doing it i always joke like neighbors probably thought we were drug dealers even though (laughs) it was long time friends and kind of family but like people would be going in and out like to get shirts because it was just easier so many people back then just wanted to like come see it in person and um yeah but like so we started the website and i i remember like days where it'd be like you know, one sale a day, two day, and then it just starts to like constantly pick up. And then, you know, now it's it's cool to see how e-commerce has grown, especially with, you know, the pandemic, you know, last year. And so unfortunately now, but like um, it's forced people to get better and, and be online. We invested in a new website and, you know, it's just, how do you make things easier? So it's it's, it's interesting to see how it's evolved. But yeah, website, of course, was, was a, a major focus for us. In the past, we just didn't, weren't able to put those resources and time into it, but like you got to be able to be collecting money while you're sleeping and you got to be able <laughs> to have, you know, be pushing traffic to your website and people learning about you. So yeah, e-commerce was always important and still
1: be that much, yeah. that much more important moving forward.
2: Yeah. Were are going to ask something.
1: Yeah. I was wondering if there's uh marketing channels that you guys are really succeeding with or, um, or any that you tried out that didn't work out well.
0: Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, it it was cool at the beginning, like when you you know building up your social channels, and even when you didn't have a large following or community, is that you could actually reach everyone. So that was that was nice. But that's you just got to force you forces us to be better. So we're big on trying to be everywhere possible. So I mean, a lot of that email is huge, as as you guys know, and really. Um, you know, kind of having those drip campaigns and stuff and more automated and, you know, whether it's Rick, all the ads going on. And, um, I would say the first four or five years we were so organic. We didn't do any of that. Right. So we That's do great. email newsletter. Like, I don't think we even started working on emails for the year till five or, you know, probably year five into it. So like, when you look back, you're like, man, if I would have been all over this beginning, who knows where you've been today. But like email is obviously a huge, uh, you know, can our channel for us social media and, and we try to be involved on all the channels, right? So because it's different audiences everywhere. So you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn is big, and I feel like LinkedIn is exciting because you do have such an organic reach on there, mm-hmm. and it's same like minded people of like if you're you know focusing on business stuff. But you know now we're dabbling in TikTok and trying to be more um, video focused, and so yeah, we just we just keep evolving. But of course, like email, you know, paid ads, um, and looking into, you know, billboards, kind of top funnel stuff. And we have the collaboration is just a huge marketing oh, yeah. piece for us too. Um uh, we have a partnership with one A Z credit union. So we have a co-branded credit card. And with that, like it helps, they're doing a lot of our helping with our marketing efforts too, because they're getting, you know, we're helping bring value to them and they're, you know, getting our name out spread out too. So, um, yeah, we're always open to new ideas and, you know, promoting our you know paid ads on youtube and google and trying different things you know dustin and jessica who lead up that that part of the business are are awesome and we're even meeting next saturday to really kind of dive into more strategy and just see. hey you know we're never complacent and we're always just saying how do we get better and better right that's kind of where my mindset is and um yeah i'll never just be like Oh crap! Things have changed. Like you know, you can't just can't just bank all your your energy onto to one platform. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I don't know if that answered your question. No, it's but, great. Yeah. That's
1: wild. You guys have a co branded credit card. Yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't it's, know that. That's really <laughs> something. Yeah. Yeah, you guys right need a co branded license plate design. No, yeah. So we put that out there. So yeah,
0: license like license deals are a big um, focus. You know, for myself and for the brand, and especially, just usually works out you know, mutually benefited for, you know, both organizations, especially if it could be reoccurring revenue on, on your efforts of, of marketing or whatnot. But yeah, license plate is a huge deal. And that's um, one of the reasons why too, we started the foundation and not only to make a bigger impact and you can only do so much on the for-profit side, but part of that will allow us to at least eventually apply for um, a license plate, which we put that out on social media as our, most engaged post ever. Right. Wow. So people with wow. bananas like, Oh my God, I want this now. I want this now. So like, I I'm confident that will come to fruition down the road. It's just a lot that goes into it. But yeah, license plate deal is, would be huge.
2: So with COVID and everything, uh, were there any like big hiccups last year or how did that affect? You? I know it affects people uh, differently here and there, but for you guys, I know sourcing product, yeah. potentially could have been a challenge
0: yeah 20 thankfully we get all you know we try to keep as local as possible yeah. of course that's still being imported from you know other countries and you know last year especially like q3 q4 probably the most challenges ever on just <clears throat> getting blanks um even like standard colors and but larger sizes it was just a lot of challenges a lot of hiccups you know had to substitute a lot of stuff but thankfully we don't have we're not outsourcing our stuff to other countries where we're waiting long lead times for yeah. stuff to come in. Like how our model works is if we need to order blanks, we get them, we can order them today and get them tomorrow. Right. Yeah. So, um, so thankfully, you know, all our eggs weren't all in one basket too. We did have, we've certainly faced challenges, collaborations died off heavily. Um, that first week, you know, kind of when they started shutting things down, it was really scary to be like, Oh, crap like how it was you, you just don't know right you don't know the unexpected so like my again my mindset is just how do we get better and how do we like i don't like making excuses i don't like feeling sorry for ourselves because no one is no one's gonna feel sorry for us if we go under right so it's like all right how do we how do we adapt right and at the beginning we launched a mass campaign mass campaign before it was even trendier or even required right we just included a mask with every single order and that took off and, and it was like perfect timing too, cause we had just invested in a new website can handle so much more traffic and it was smooth and it was clean. Um, very user friendly, but those next three months were like our busiest three months ever online. Wow. So our Churchill location was closed down for like six months. You know, we, there's a part time where we had to close down at H at our headquarters, Chandler location. Um, so we certainly had our challenges. We had to overcome, you know, the collaborations dying off cause that was just trending upward um but people obviously weren't doing events and they didn't have marketing budget and all that like people were just scared and they didn't know and totally get it right but it's just like again you have to like look out for yourself and thankfully we had you know collaborations we had online we had you know wholesale we have you know different licenses License deals, we have retail. So, like, again, like, thankfully, all our eggs weren't in one basket. We just made the best out of it in 2020 and it ended up being our best year yet. So, super grateful and proud of that, but it just took a lot of work. And um, again, it kind of, they always talk about, right, that the work you put in the last several years because we have built that loyal community and they stepped up and they want to support, just like any of us want to support, you know, any businesses that are struggling or just want to show love for. Um, helping sustain our economy, right? So, um, all that, all those efforts the last seven years, kind of six years, helped us, um, you know, have the, yeah. the support of the community. And again, we built the website, invested in different areas, and invested in to more people. And um, yeah, just it was, it was a super proud moment. We're still always going to have your challenges. Now it's like, okay, well, how do you surpass? How do you exceed last year? Right? So you always have like those challenges, but. That's what that's kind of what I live for is like how do we keep getting better and and how we is you know just how do you keep keep improving? Yeah.
2: So, no, know, like knowing where you're at now with the business, how do you divide your time? Like, what are some of the things you really like spending your time on that are really impactful for the business?
0: Yeah, no, I love that question because as you as you as you grow right and you just realize like where you just have no time some you know but it's like you have to be organized on like how do you you know utilize your time best and for me it's like i live in my calendar first of all i'm also like now thursdays is like my dedicated like sales day and you know kind of really delegating and making sure you have more systems in place that was a big a uh, uh, advantage of the pandemic um is because it forced us to take a step back me personally not just like Um, not having to go to, even though I love going to events and networking and being out and about, like, that's kind of my thing, but it forced me to be, not be able to do that. Right. And then it allowed us me to like take personal time. Um, but then also allowed us to really become more organized and strategic. And that's goes, it, it takes a lot of time to, you know, when you're putting those efforts into like creating those policies and procedures and systems. But man, once that's going, then that's just pays off tremendously yeah. so i would say just like my to-do list or very simple but it goes a long way like i have a a big vision like big ticket item on the to-do list but i also have a a daily to-do list and like obviously in no way is it perfect or i live by it all the time but like in the perfect world i don't move, i don't do anything until those quick five items and i refresh that list every single day so that really helps me keep organized because we can all get you know, bottled down with emails and kind of more reactive stuff. But if like if you let that dictate your day, then you, you're not gonna you're not gonna be successful. Mm-hmm. So that simple to do list does a ton for me.
2: Yeah, I do something really similar. We have this project management tool we use, and I have my to do list in there. And right now, it's filled with like maybe like 15 things. Yeah, and a couple of them are like, okay, it's not gonna happen today. Yeah. You know, but then like five of them, it's like send an email to so and so, exactly. Respond to this person, create this like proposal. And It's just like okay, makes you feel good when you can check some of those off. So much, so
0: much better. And like same, yeah, same thing. It's like you have those those big ticket items where you're like, okay, well, I know I need to really put some time into that, but as long as it just stays top of mind, you know, like it's gonna. For me, it bugs the crap out of me if I'm like, man, I that's been on my board for six months, or you know, but like I don't even on my whiteboard, I don't cry i'm not starting a new list until all those items are done so even on the to-dos list it is like hey pay this vendor or you know write this check or little things where it's like okay cool now my list for the day is checked off of things that were priorities and now i can dive into whatever or be open to being if this team member has questions because you know how how it goes like every day is something different and things come up or you have Mm -hmm. calls that you have to take and um yeah it's just being able to free up that time to be more strategic and organized yeah how many employees do you guys have we have 13 13 yeah. employees cool and what like what kind of roles is everyone playing yeah and and eight eight of us are full-time so it's still like some are like you know like photographer contractor you know we're so we can only need so so much I yeah. know we have weekly shoots but um so chloe is kind of like right hand on like we all still wear a lot of different hats. Right. So like operations, you know, the collaborations that kind of like kind of the day to day is, is a lot on Chloe. Now it's still, still a lot on me too, but like we have three designers, Nick being the creative director, the other two solely work on not only collaborations, but our own stuff. So we're constantly meeting about that. We have PR efforts. We have the digital team, the marketing side, fulfillment, uh, retail. So kind of like, we still have roles to add, you know, sales is probably the next major focus because we all do a lot of different sales efforts. But like the next big kind of um, position would be like dedicated someone to oversee the whole sales and marketing side. Yeah. So
2: It's interesting, like the breakdown of employees. So for us for a while, when we first started the company, like Tyler was doing all the web development. And then we hired a team of developers and he oversaw that team. And then we're getting to the point now where, because I've been doing all the sales and sort of account management work. Yeah. And I feel like at this size, you can start to delegate a lot of the day-to-day stuff onto somebody else. Mm-hmm. But anybody, small, like a team smaller, you have to do so many. And you still have to do a lot of different things, but it's that like sweet spot of, as a business owner, being able to delegate a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, no, it's tough. Like I, I love being in charge, but I'm, I'm also not, you know, I'm not ignorant to know like i could i could do it all right but it's just like the first several years you do have to kind of do it all right you have to handle all incoming emails you have to do this you have to do that like there's so many different things that go on in in a day right but like investing in the people that just goes such a long way and allows you especially now like i need to be able to be more strategic and i need to have more of that big vision and i still have to do a lot of tedious tasks and things that are non-revenue generating stuff. But like, if, if we're all just consumed with day-to-day stuff or like non-revenue generating stuff, like we're, we're, we're not going to grow. And I think that's, what's been great about us is like, we continue to evolve. Continue, continue to improve? Know that, Hey, sometimes it's just scary to like take that leap of hiring that next full time person. Mm-hmm. But like, once you do like, okay, if, if that's a, the right team member, they're gonna help you bring in so much more money than what you're investing into them. We right? thoroughly so, agree. Yeah. It,
1: it's crazy how much um like unlock you can have when you bring in the right person. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah someone that
0: needs to be just as passionate about your business as you are. Yeah, um, or has those skill sets that offset you. Like, you know, there we all kind of. Um, complement each other really well and everyone has different roles and that's how it should be if you're all hiring the same people then you're all going to be doing the same thing so um, that is exciting just the grow it's exciting scary but like it, it just always tends to work out if you bring in the right person it's it's going to help you tenfold
2: yeah.
1: have you had any major seasons of like burnout in your, in your process building the business?
0: Yeah. It's, uh, I would say those first couple of years were tough, but like the weird part is like, I was just used to it. Right. So like hotel industry, like I mentioned is very demanding. I mean, I was there at least 10, 11 hours a day. Um, thankfully we had a good team later in the, in my process of getting closer to transitioning out of um, the hotel. Um, but like, I mean, if something goes wrong. I mean, that's 24 seven business, holidays, weekends, whatever. But you know, I, there was times where I was working 10, 11, 12 hour days at the hotel, and then going home, showering. That was just my routine. I would go, I'd be at the hotel by seven, be home five thirty six sometimes on a good, good day, shower, eat, and then go to the shop. I was literally falling asleep in, in my chair sometimes one or two in the morning and doing it all over again. But like you're, my body, it was just used to it, you know, younger than two, like, and you're just like so passionate and hungry and like you know you know the more you see the growth like it just motivates you that much more so like i never needed like that, that motivation factor so that helped but if we were if if we were asking anyone else to do that if it wasn't for us that we're like obviously invested into it i doubt anyone could really yeah. manage that but that was certainly tough to literally have you have to sacrifice a lot still even today like you have to sacrifice like you know everyone thinks if you're you're a business owner or entrepreneur like you're just living the dream and everything's so sexy on social media and like <laughs> all the behind the scenes work where sometimes you're working 16 17 hours a day um but they see you at an event and they think like oh everything's so glamorous right and it's just like that's the that's the challenge of social media and nowadays it's just like you, people aren't really painting the full picture of like yeah. what entrepreneur ship really is and and how hard it is to sustain a business so i always have so much respect and kudos to any business owners like yourself and just anyone in in any type of leadership role or any any awesome business doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or not but there's so much that goes behind the scenes so that's why i always say like you better love it because i'm like now like i was telling you guys before like our new office space like i absolutely love our space like it's nice it's comfortable it's 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 private it's you can be more efficient productive productive but like now, I'm 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 working more just because I'm like loving the space. But like it's that's also my hobby, so it's yeah. it's not a big deal for me. But certainly, you kind of get burned out, and you have to be better at like okay, Sundays or I'm not touching work, or I just need to chill in bed all day, or you know stuff like that. But I don't I don't need much of that. But you certainly got to take care of your your body and your mind, working out or doing whatever just to kind of keep it going because it yeah. can
1: can get exhausting for sure. If yeah. You guys know, it's funny. You mentioned the, uh, the idea of glamor in entrepreneurship. And I feel like people that have been an entrepreneur know what it's like to have to eat crow and admit yeah. a mistake to a client or have a really tough conversation with an employee that you genuinely love as a person. And you don't want, you know, bad things to happen to them, but you have to make decisions for your business. And like some of those things that are so emotionally difficult as an entrepreneur, um, yeah, I don't I don't think people I could have never anticipated how uh how difficult those things could be until I yeah. really got into the seat and had to yeah. you know do those kinds of things. And
0: I was thankful for that my hotel, you know, my hotel days like uh, I experienced a lot of that too in that leadership role. Like you did have to have those tough conversations or reviews and just being transparent. But, you know, especially growing up as a young manager or whatever, you know, you quickly realize you can't be everyone's friend, but all you can do is, you know, give everyone the respect they deserve and be honest, right? And challenge them. And I think if you lead by example, it typically works out. But yeah, it doesn't make it any easier. Cause everyone that we're all human. Right. And especially like I mentioned earlier too, working with friends or family, like that adds that extra layer yeah. was just like super complicated. And it's like, it's just harder to have those tough, honest conversations. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. A lot of people ask me uh, if they should start a business or what it's like. And depending on how I'm feeling that week, yeah. I just tell them not to do it. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's going to consume. If you want something to consume all of your time, Take away time from your family if you have one. Mm-hmm. If you're married and have kids, like Tyler and I, if like there's because there's gonna come times where it's brutal like that, you know.
0: Yeah, and I can't imagine. I'm single. I lost my dog recently, but besides oh. that, I didn't. I don't have a wife. I don't have kids. You know, I, I'm able to work all the time if i want to and, and you, you definitely need people on your team that can yeah. do that especially at the beginning stages but yeah. probably if they're already asking if they should do it they probably shouldn't do it, right <laughs> but um yeah. yeah again i think it just comes down to like our society now it's just like what you see mm-hmm. sometimes on social it's just like the, the the cool stuff right but like not realizing how much goes into that and it's still a challenge every single day and it's still but it's very rewarding too to like build some, or be asked to be on a podcast and talk about you know your journey and all that kind of stuff so um yeah it's just important to like celebrate those small wins yeah. as you go and um just making sure you're not trying to get overwhelmed in the whole and all the process yeah man
2: what are you were talking about some stuff that you like to do during your downtime what do you love to do I'm outside a, of work
0: yeah sports games for me like yeah. it, it was nice to go to the sun's game last week and
2: did uh, you just watch the one on yeah Monday? Don't, don't remind me that was brutal that. man yeah, so, <laughs> up 25 it or whatever yeah i almost cried i went to bed was, so i was like this is what i stayed up for huh? yeah it was like,
0: brooklyn's largest comeback after in the second half ever james harden just went off yeah james is a beast so yeah it was tough to see but it's amazing that finally how the sun's playing well i mean we've been we've been suffering as suns yeah, fans for doing a long good. time and uh, but, yeah, that sports is, like, kind of, like, my escape, right? Like, going on quick vacations. Like, I'm more of a weekend kind of vacation guy rather than – I mean, it would be nice to go for weeks, but, like, I just need a couple of days and I'm refreshed. But, yeah, sports is kind of my thing. I'm um, hanging out, going to restaurants,
1: having some, some drinks with friends. That's kind of – that's it. Yeah. But. Have you had any uh, mentors in business that have helped you, you know, grow and figure out what the next steps yeah. are for you
0: yeah i love that question uh, i think it's, it's so important even on my goals this year is like to surround yourself more with people that you, inspire you right and i think there's there's a lot of that whether it's people you have no clue you know mark cuban or like we were talking about you know don miller or, you know things like that but scott Harkey's a, a great friend of mine alex guerrero like people that are in different industries that you can kind of pick pick their brains on and there's so many others that have helped along the way and you can pull nuggets from and um i think being around other not necessarily have to be successful or just like kind of that same mindset like that's what motivates the the crap out of me and it's just like it's and then it becomes very i'm a very competitive person right so if you're like oh yeah we just had our best year or like you're talking about this you know big win for your company oh it makes me want to do that much more you know kind of inspires so i think uh, those are a couple names but there's so many people that have helped along the way and um grateful for cuz you can't you can't do it on your own and it's it's stupid to, to try to right so yeah. it's like pick pick the brains of others and um Joe Diggs I've developed a relationship with him and um just others with in different businesses as as the more we grow too it's just like cool to be able to You know, again, just develop that relationship and then it's like something comes up and it's like, you know, Jose, Jose at the Fiesta Bowl, like, hey, like specifically about the license plate deal, like how was the process that it was for you guys? Right. So then um, things like that is just, it's a small circle. And I think um, I I love being around people that are, that are just as hungry and like motivated to, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't have to be entrepreneurship, but just like hungry in life and just a good, good people.
1: Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, us starting this podcast has been um, really, uh, I feel like a education for us, like learning all these different business models and hearing from different people. And then also learning that like people from so many different backgrounds, personalities, like they're all really successful. And it's really wild that so many, you know, there's, there's so many different ingredients in order to make uh, a really successful business. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool.
0: But it, the crazy part is like the more, I mean, you guys know like how many different people and industries are you talking to, but like it all boils down to the same stuff, right? Like you got to solve a problem. You got to treat people right. You got to be a a good person. People want to work, want to work with you and you know, you got to be hungry and you obviously there's, there's more, you know, nuts and bolts to it, but like it kind of all boils down to the same thing usually. So it's, 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 that's why it's like referencing that podcast of like business made simple. I can always pull a nugget from there and when you have love hearing stories of other, you know, how uh, startups or journeys of these successful people in the world that are like, man, we started from nothing. We started from nothing. It's all kind of like people have that same, you know, kind of path. I mean, they, they change here and there, but like, it just, it helps motivate and puts in perspective of like anyone can do this. Right. If, if you have, you know, the, the drive and you have you're solving a problem.
1: Yeah. But so if everything goes really well for the next couple of years, you know, what will you guys accomplish with State 48?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. So, like, our big focus now is we just rolled out our, our foundation, State 48 Foundation, back in December. It was our first kickoff of the virtual event. Um, that's a, a, it's been, it's taken a lot of time, uh, but I'm grateful that we got it going because, again, we wanna make a bigger impact. We wanna create a real organization. And you can, again, only do so much in the for-profit. So, I would say specifically on that, um, just, you know, having those, you know, well-known events that having those programs that like, cause our pillars will be focusing on entrepreneurship and youth is like now, like you think of state 48 foundation when you're like need a you know, or, or looking for a partner to make an impact with or, you know, stuff like that. And maybe you're not even thinking about t-shirts and hats, but that'll be one major focus. And then we just still have a long way to grow of like, just getting in front of people in Arizona. Like there's still a ton of people who have no idea who we are and there's you know unfortunately a lot of confusion now sometimes with that with our with our name you know with different entities in that name but um yeah just getting out we're going to open up more doors right so like being like a, a gilbert location's coming down the pipeline if we have a uh, west valley with location down the pipeline and then we're focusing on offering um our screen printing and embroidery service so that's a big goal of ours too so like again we want to to answer your question, you know, a couple of years, like really being that one-stop shop of anything, apparel, uh, community efforts, all that kind of stuff where it's like, Hey, yes, we could take care of your branding. We could print your shirts. We can do a collaboration. We can sell you cool Arizona inspired stuff. So that's uh, how it's trending and that's still a long way to, to go and still have a, a lot of work <laughs> to do. And, um, but I'm excited for that cause you got to keep evolving, but yeah, that's a tall order. <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> I'm just like thinking all that. Like, yeah, yeah, this is ambitious, but it's cool. Like, we're never trying to do things out like too much outside of our expertise, right? Everything kind of makes sense. Like, we offered the screen printing and embroidery service because we have an amazing partnership with our screen printer now, so it's not like we're investing all this money into new equipment you know and we already have an amazing team we've we've been working with for so long so how do we join forces there right so there was kind of a, a a natural transition okay we're already creating you know new artwork and branding and and collaboration designs for these other organizations but now people want their own stuff. Right. Or if like now they want to get screen printing embroidery services for their company, but they need artwork. So it's like, well, we can do that. So it's, it seems like a lot, but we're never, you know, trying to do too much at once. Otherwise that's when you kind of fall flat on your face. And that's why we've had a steady growth year over year. I think it's just cause we've always been smart about doing it at the right time and not trying to get ahead of ourselves. Yeah.
1: So yeah, that makes sense. Well, where can people go to buy a shirt?
0: Yeah, so stay48.com. That's all spelled out. That's easy. That shows all our retailers. It shows our locations. Um, literally, we host all products on there. That goes from <clears throat> onesies, t-shirts, sweaters, water bottles. I mean, we're, we're really expanding the product line, which is exciting. We're just continuing to get better with our designs and the, and the garments that we're offering and stuff. So, um, yeah, stay48.com and all our social media channel. Or, excuse me, stay48.com is a one-stop shop for everything but all our social media channels is just at state 48 i'll spell out too rock and roll man
2: awesome man thank you so much for joining us and taking the time yeah thanks for having me guys it's cool